Hello there, with a little um, burp at the beginning there, we are starting there. We're starting this new edition of the podcast, Babbling Bangers. After a honest day of work, I'm here. I'm here again. I'm here to talk about a record who's... Uh, a record that's not a person, right? So it should be a, a record whose. Uh, it's a record that, actually, right? That I enjoyed very much throughout my life. And some of them probably over the last months, because there are a lot of important stuff from the last months and last year. There is a pandemic stuff. There is a, you know, things that I started enjoying. Uh, when the pandemic happened and all that situation transpired. So I have the list in front of me here. I think I'm just getting the number now. Whoa, that was a that was a blank that happened, dude. That blank yeah, something happened there. I don't know what. Let's Generate a number. No, that's not what I know. That's not what I want. Just giving a shout out to the random number generator provided by Google. You know, just a shout out to those guys there because it is really nice. Uh, okay, last one. I talked about yesterday so i have 314 albums now one two nine i believe that i had that before i think i had that number before anyway one two nine grimes miss anthropocene speaking of that record from 2020 i've been revisiting the album recently um i don't know exactly why i do enjoy it very much uh, i do like basically everything about this record is pretty interesting right her vision of the future the way that she produces melodies uh, kind of where so let's start from the beginning right grimes the canadian electronic producer singer songwriter I guess you can say pop star in a way. Uh, this is the uh, 2010, 2020 record. I believe it was released the beginning of the year, last year, 2020. It's really a... Everything that she did after, of course, the first album, uh, after Visions, um, it, it seems to be a step up in the, in the sense that she exposes herself way more, right? Uh, to the extent that this album here, the, the, the it's being talked about here, Misanthropocene, she even has a song with starts with the guitar and said it's a little bit of a ballad, more convention, uh, more conventional ballad, right? It's it's uh, I don't remember the name of the of the song. Uh, really interesting um, approach to her 
because she was always very drawn in reverb and layers and layers and layers of synthesizers and the alien personality or whatever mixture of spiritual being with alien with goddess i don't know exactly what the 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 whole nomenclature would be for the character that she plays i do believe it's very genuine i do believe that's uh, uh something that she really is as a person right as a as a weird person um i i think it's you miss me when I, i'm not around i think that's the song with the with the with the guitar with the acoustic guitar at the beginning right so always very based on the digital side of production that we have since the advent of logic and for loops and those home base the uh, dolls right? digital digital audio workstation I believe that she started playing around with a uh, garage band. That's what her biography says anyway, right? Started playing around with garage band, um, made the first waves with with the, the 2010, 2011, released the, the, the songs and all that. It, it is pretty interesting. Uh, it's quite unique the way that she does what she does. I do understand this last record of, of hers as it's 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 a huge step up in terms of songwriting comparing with the other ones she was always uh, kind of light on the songwriting part of things although the songs are poppy and very competent um, in their way they 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 are what they are especially the first album is the most immature one but visions is a great song uh, oblivion is a great song they get you more uh, through the dancing side of things than with the compositions or anything like that. So don't expect like you know um, anything similar to even some closer singer songwriters from the pop movement. I know it's a kind of a, it's it's a stretch to compare her with Carly Rae Jepsen, but that's basically what I'm what I'm thinking, right? In terms of what compositionally what a great pop song might be. And her at the beginning wasn't there as much. Um, she got like her main draw, at least for me, growing up with seeing her trajectory and all that, uh, her main draw was the way that she utilizes synthesizers, uh, the way that she plays and produces her vocals, uh, and of course the production in and of itself of the synthesizers, right? And the overall um, character, because even if she doesn't think that she's playing a character, of course that when enveloped in a artistic endeavor, you're gonna create a character, whether that's a very, very similar version to you, or if that's something that she imagined, right, with the alien that I said, which is probably something uh, akin to the to the cover of the first edition, uh, uh, with the, not the first edition, the deluxe edition from this last album of hers. The, her character is probably that 
being being portrayed on that on the cover there. Um, and of course, silly if I don't mention the way that she utilizes uh, internet culture and kind of static stuff and meme stuff and anime stuff. So she's a, she's a really melting. Um, she's really utilizes the whole spectrum of artistic expression, right? Especially the visual one. If you look at her as a person, you're going to see that, oh, that's, uh, you know, she's on on something weird there because it's half uh, princess, it's half um, alien, it's half um, a, a clubber and um, a scene girl, kind of emo in a way, you know? A clubber, I mean, like, you know, the, the, the color of the hair or maybe the style of some clothing and, and all that, some 80s stuff. So really idiosyncratic lady there. Uh, the Claire, uh, Claire is her name, right? Claire de Boucher. <clears throat> She's from Canada. So, in a French part of Canada, right? Montreal. So, it, it, it's really difficult to, in a way, to describe exactly what she's up to you know in, in stylistic you can piece together oh that's that's this thing and that's that thing you can see where the references uh references come from um not necessarily you know it's, it's a it's a very avant-garde type of situation very hyper pop avant-garde um type of approach that he that she takes to, to the to the compositions and to the production of them, the music that she produces. Um, there is a whole, uh, she changed quite a bit of the, the pop landscape. I do believe that she's one of the, if not one of the first ones, one of the most prominent figures in that type of movement. Uh, that it's, it's basically, uh, you can call that hyper pop, right? Uh, you can call the hyper pop, and there is another one, another nomenclature that I forgot. It's um, it's not vaporwave, although it plays to some elements of vaporwave. Um, she, I, I wouldn't say that she is a vaporwave artist or anything like that. She's way better than the normal vaporwave uh, endeavor. I'd probably say hyperpop for the most part. Uh, I do believe that Sophie, the producer that died recently, she was one of the most popular in that kind of genre. Uh, it's probably hyperpop is quite accurate to talk about it. But those things, they all mix, mix together. You know, how can you say that one thing is one thing and not another thing you know labels are usually they 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 do have the 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 purpose of organizing things but they don't necessarily are <clears throat> blanket terms that serve to suit all artists right so it can be 
really. But hyperpop, I think, is the is the term that it was used to describe weird internet music, very um, fragmented and kind of borderless uh, internet pop music. They use the conventional pop as a stepping stone to something weirder and just cross the line between pop and weird, right? So if you think about the the, the pop from the early 2000s or even the 90s, uh, the very glossy and shiny type of pop from, from that era, you think about the, the, the boy band era or even Justin Timberlake, you know, in, in some some uh, some cases, mainly his first album, right? Although it's very funky and all that, it does have a grounded characteristic. But it is the the, the basically what I'm saying is the Timberland type of production. Timberland used to produce Justin Timberlake, so it's probably not you know um, it's probably not. Um, It's very fitting that that name came into my my head, right? The the Justin Timberlake. But anyway, they get that type of um, pop sound, like that pop aesthetic, and just deform that to you know just saturate everything. So that's basically what it is. It tends to be very appealing to people who like pop, but I'm not very keen on the you know rehashing or re-listening to you know the things that they are kind of oh fuck I'm tired <laughs> things that are played out right to, throughout history so I, I don't necessarily see what exactly is the appeal of listening to Backstreet Boys in 2021 you know it's it's a little bit unless there is a curiosity involved or unless you are uh, a huge huge fan music tends to and all forms of art do that, but music for the, because it's so easily uh, accessible and so easily distributed and so easily made, right? It's it's the manufacturing of a song. It's way simpler than, you know, of course, making a good song is hard, but the process itself is way easier. So you have a flux and you have a cycle of things getting getting a a new dimension every possibly every five or you know if if saying a lot uh, if if that's not enough maybe 10 years every 10 years you have a whole reconfiguration of pop like the the, the concepts of pop and and you know i'm speaking of mainstream more niche stuff they do it takes a while for it to you know to change so um, basically emo kind of stays the same for for as long as they've been alive or maybe hardcore uh, pop music because it feeds from a lot of those ideas ideas of niche uh, genres it changes a lot because there is a, a bigger pool of of stuff to drink from it right so you you're gonna have um, some things they are more inclined to, you know, hip hop is leaving that uh, situation at the moment. It's it's everything that had to be done, it is done already. So they are kind of 
picking up emo, they are picking up country music, although it was kind of the case already, but um, that's the main drone of hip-hop now, is those incorporations of other genres, uh, emo being like the, the to have the, 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 the emo side of things, like one of the most prominent later. Uh, and of course, you had the whole rap metal from the from the beginning of the decade. So it, it's it's a genre who's it's a genre that's always that is always incorporating uh, new genres and and looking for other stuff to 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 drink from. And that's kind of the case with Grimes. I think that she's a self-made producer. I think that she basically takes care of the whole approach of her songs of course that must have some uh, type of producer involved but looking at the credits of at least one song it seems to be very very centered all around her um, some of them have of course collaborations and all that but uh, it's, it's always centered around her character and it's basically her show right the, interesting to see her trajectory actually there's a lot of writers on, on some of the songs have a lot of writers anyway of course that she wouldn't be working in a vacuum right but she does control for the most part her ability and songwriting style so she's a pop artist but she subverts pop even in that sense where she you know She's not just the performer. She she's like songwriter on the on the classic sense, and a a product of her time as well, right? Because I don't think there's anyone. I mean, might have right. Maybe I just don't know. I don't think there's anyone as big as her and as genuine and as well uh, absorbed into internet culture, right? I don't think there is a, a songwriter, a writer who grew up with the development of um, even social media or the way that we distribute and consume uh, information. And it's all, it's so inside of it and can observe from the outside as well and make comments, some in a weird way, make comments about the beings that we that we became with the exposure to such a enormous and uh, ubiquitous to such as the internet. So I do understand in my perspective with Grimes, of course, that things started with the first album. Uh, it, she released that first record. I do remember myself starting on the trajectory of listening to that type of weird pop music, I was kind of uh, following the, at that point, and I, and I don't believe that I changed that much, but just following the trends of what was interesting during that year, and Grimes was a name that always showed up during that time because she was very celebrated for the vision that she that she put on the album called Visions, right? 
um, that type of pop with those types of influence and something that uh, kind of winked at shoegaze and, and gothic pop from the 80s, you know, and, and something that praised both uh, the Pesh Mode and Britney Spears, you know, or Mariah Carey, which she's a big fan of. I mean, she stated that. Uh, I remember saying that, uh, seeing that she said that. Anyway, so holds a candle both to the gothic side of the 80s and to the poppy of poppiest side of the 90s and the, and the 2000s. So it has that meta capacity that the internet it's so good at conveying, right? Especially with the with the music, um, has the meta and the absorption of totally foreign foreign ideas, totally, you know, stuff from video games like anime, uh, gothic pop music, and you know mainstream pop music and you know religion and science fiction and she, she's really good at doing that she's a really interesting uh character and of course the the songs hold water right the songs actually are well crafted and you you do notice that it's the labor of someone is the labor of someone who wants to make music and, and truly in a playful way uh, develop that character to, to make it more interesting, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure what what exactly is. I mean, I've, I've seen interviews with her. I think she's fairly interesting to listen to. Um, but I do believe that she doesn't know, I think. I think she's one of those type of people that just draw, uh, keeps drawing in, in, in the corner, you know, without looking at the big picture, without seeing the potential or seeing necessarily what they do. So there, there is those types of creative people that just keep going, you know, just keep doing until they uh, feel good about what they're doing. So, and then just keep doing it more and more and more and more. Um, there is some type of creative people, and I, I do think of myself as a creative person, but I don't have that necessarily, um, that um, drive that maybe she has. I, I think that she does, because she's very unaware of um, maybe how she sounds, you know? it's it's Everything is so truly her, in a way. It's so truly uh, the product of her expression, that if you see her in, in interviews and all, and all that, she probably doesn't acknowledge how weird she is, you know? Uh, and, I mean, she is weird, but she's packaged weird, right? In a way that she, through the creativity and through the, 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 the craft of, of doing what she does, she became, like, a major pop star, a major... I could call her a singer-songwriter for sure. Uh, it's basically creating 
award, award, uh, award. She creates a universe. <laughs> I, I, I say that a lot. I think when someone creates a universe, I had, I saw an interview with Jerry Seinfeld, right, and he was saying that a good TV show, a good sitcom, for example, it creates a place that you can go. Right, it creates a oh, I'm going to that place. Like here's Jerry Seinfeld's um, own program on TV show created that maybe you know you 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 don't get as good as Seinfeld in, in terms of sitcom. So he created that world when you had those characters traveling there and those types of dynamics. Good musicians also do that type of thing. Um, my favorite bands and quite possibly all of the best artists in the music uh, industry they do create those isolated universes for oh I want to visit that I want to feel the way that you know the national you know Matt Berninger Oh, I want to create. I want to visit his work, right? So I want to visit his, uh, his living room, and then I stay there and I listen to the national and I, I, you know, and basically being a fan of someone, it's wanting to be in their orbit as much as possible. So I, I believe that that happens with art as well. In Grimes, she does a she does a good job in expressing that truly truly creative uh lady truly creative um being the she is i do enjoy that album i do need to absorb it absorb it more i i, I remember most of the first uh, the first uh, side of it maybe the first half it's way more familiar to me uh, she does have some bangers. She does have some. <laughs> she does have some borderline industrial type of things, type of uh, tracks. But for the most part, very sensitive, very uh, very well put together, beautiful work of synthesizers as always. Uh, her as a singer and her as a as a front woman. Uh, we yep that's correct. Her as a singer, as a performer, really, you can notice the 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 development, and you can notice the the learning curve that with her, uh, especially of course, comparing with the first album, which is a very raw, a very crude. Um, very bare bones type of thing but ideas are everything right so if you have the good idea you just have to find a way to to execute it and she definitely found that and being someone well regarded in the industry and being one of the you know as i said already one of the main figures of hyper pop and one of the main figures of the the new era of uh, pop music, internet pop music, she's very, uh, she's very good 
Ed doing exactly what I was just saying that I just totally forgot. I've totally lost track. All right. Highlights. So heavy I fell to the earth. It's pretty good, especially the first version. She has a, a different versions, right? She's, she's all over the place. Uh, possibly the, the, the first four songs are pretty spotless. I think they're... They are probably amongst the, the best ones that she ever produced. And yeah, I think I have said everything that I need to say about this one. We are closing at 30 minutes. With this, I am not doing another one because I'm tired. I, 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 I worked on a whole day, so I'm truly kind of exhausted. In the, at this point but appreciate the listening to the mumbling and the babbling of course that you come for the babbling right you stay for the knowledge um, and that's it i hope that the standard of podcasts become lower and lower and lower so that i can become the best podcast in human history all right Thanks for listening. I hope that you enjoyed. Um, I hope that what I said in some way lights a fire on you to listen to, to, listen to that record. And maybe you even enjoyed Grimes, Miss Anthropocene. Bye-bye. <laughs>